This is Robert Clotworthy, the narrator of The Curse of Oak Island, and I have a question for you. Could it be that you are listening to The Curse of Oak Island and Beyond live stream? This is a top pocket find, mate, for sure. All right. Yes, it is a top pocket find, mate, for sure. Hi, I'm your host, Jeff Freeman, and welcome to The Curse of Oak Island and Beyond live stream. And tonight we have three great guests, or I should say co-host here tonight. John Edwards, as always, Dale Carney, and Tom Burns has shown up for the first time on the show. Welcome, guys. Hello. Hey, everyone. Hello. What's going on? All right. So it's really nice because we got Tom and we got Dale giving us that local perspective from Nova Scotia. So that's always nice. We love their input. So guys, thanks for being here tonight. Really appreciate it. And then as always, John, thank you for all the help you give and the insights and the research and everything you do. Appreciate you very much. Man, last night's show, it all adds up. And I love how they, you know, the, the person that comes up with these names, you know, for that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, oh, I wanted to show this before we get started. So I, I roll in from work tonight. I roll up to my mailbox like I always do, put the window down and open up the mailbox. And here's a styrofoam box in there. And it fit. Believe it or not, it fit inside there. And I, I pull the styrofoam box out. I'm like, oh, I'm looking at the address from where it comes from. And I'm like, I don't recognize it somewhere in Georgia, right? So anyway, I roll into the house and I get things all put away and get everything rolling here. And I cut it open and lo and behold, inside was this little bad boy. And I got to show you this because this is so cool. If we can see it, I don't know how well you can see that. The Curse of Oak Island and Beyond live stream coffee mug. Look at that. Isn't that cool? Available soon in the gift shop. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I, Linda, I don't know if Jan was involved in this too, if you were, but that was really cool. But I, this was, yeah. So it's That's our cool. logo of Oak Island and Beyond Livestream logo, uh, coffee mug. And that, that's awesome. I was that's like, cool. this You're is going to so have a merch cool. line soon, Jeff. Huh? You're going to have to have a merch line soon. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. wow, the coffee mug. Come on, that, that rocks. Twenty nine ninety five. Yeah. Oh, I know. It's it's. Yeah. I don't know. It's this is so cool. It's, it's that's so awesome. I think she actually uh, she actually put a picture of it. Maybe I'll th throw up a picture. Oh, uh, not me. It was all Linda. Okay. Jan said it was all Linda. Uh, mm. So yeah. So that was really isn't that cool? That's Merry Christmas to that's me. Awesome. Like that. That's, that's and then nice. I also got this picture. Now Linda told me she was sending you the hat. <laughs> oh, I don't think so. Uh, I really don't think so. <laughs> that hat's never going to leave Linda's house. Are you no. kidding? <laughs> it's there for life. So yeah, if you guys haven't seen, Linda ended up with she ended up getting the hat. That was the lavender. Are we calling it lavender? You know what? I'm going to say something. I'm going to interrupt you because that was the Go coolest ahead. thing I've ever seen and the kindest thing I've ever seen. So. I'm going to get into this. We pulled the ticket out for the person to win the hat. Her name was Kelly Publicover from PEI. So she won the hat. So I called her up. You won the hat. And John said, I'll give you $500 for that hat. She's like, oh, my God, really? And he's like, yep. So next thing I know, she she's off the phone. And Linda says, wow, I'll give her 1000 And Kelly so told us that she needs the money because she's unemployed and she's having a hard time on the EI and everything like that. So. Linda, we called her back and said, yeah, the hat offer for 500 is off the table. And she's like, oh, I said, but there's one for $1,000. <laughs> so she ended up taking the $1,000 for the hat from Linda. And uh, so Kelly is ecstatic. We sent her the money. She ended up buying oil for her tank. 
and she bought groceries for Christmas and put the rest That's of the awesome. bank. So that had brought in an extra thousand dollars and it helped um, somebody out at Christmas. So that was the oh, kindest yeah. thing I've seen in a long time. Yeah, and I just well. want to say thank you to John and Linda for doing that. Yeah. And that was so cool because John had done that. He offered up to help her out yep. uh, the money to her for the 500 for the hat. And then when Linda said something about a thousand, John graciously said, you know what? It's going to help this lady out. I'll back yeah. out my 500 and you go with it for the thousand because she needs the money. And it was, yeah. I mean, between the two of them, John and Linda, you guys, what an awesome thing to you made do. her Christmas. Like she was, she was telling me that she was struggling yeah. because she's unemployed and she hasn't worked because of COVID and all that. And uh, she was really, really needing it. And it, it just made her night. And she's like, I said, she bought oil. She bought groceries. She put some oh. away. She's paid off a phone bill she had. So she's set now. She's happy as a clam. Yep. Well, that's, yeah. what, that's what it was all about. What a, it made what a great gesture. That, it was, that was awesome. Really and it's just amazing. So Linda had put up some pictures of her wearing the hat in our in our Facebook group. Um, so there it is. You see her. She does have the hat. Um, and the second hat went for $3,100 on the, on the uh, yeah. telethon. Yeah, exactly. $3,100. Yeah, Jeff, do we, do we have a, a picture of the hat we can bring up at some point? Um, with, yeah. Linda, with Linda in it? With Linda wearing it? I think yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, wow, yeah. Well, well, yeah. <laughs> so the total, total raise, the total raise from both hats uh, that was donated to Christmas Daddies was $27,507. For two hats. For two hats. That that's is awesome. awesome. That's amazing. So that's 270 kids that, had, that are getting a full Christmas now because of that. Yep. So yep. it was amazing. Exactly. That's what somebody said. Oh, Jan said, that's what Christmas is all about. You're exactly it is, 100%. Right. That is exactly right. What a great gesture. And like I said, she has the hat, but I got a feeling we're going to see that hat moving around uh, before <laughs> next year. We'll see. But uh, what a great thing to have done. And thanks for uh, uh, letting everybody know about that, Dale. That was really I just cool. wanted to thank them. I thought it was amazing. So yep. it really was really great thing. And that just, I mean, hearing her, she was like in tears on the phone because he yep. had her on the phone with us. Uh, he had her on speakerphone and we were all still in the room here and chatting and we could hear her and she was just like in tears. Um, she couldn't believe that. What a marriage. Cry. Yeah. So that was really cool. All right. Christmas is about. It is. Absolutely it is. right. So, uh, yeah. A Red Bull. No, not tonight. It's actually a kickstart. I'm, I'm doing a great kickstart tonight. Got to do. Yeah. Thanks, My wife made this hoodie. Thank you. Yeah, I'm nice freezing. Hoodie. I have no heat. My heat's off down here for some reason. Uh-huh. Yeah, you paid the bill. Okay, well, yeah, all the money went to Christmas daddies. <laughs> Everything went to Christmas daddies. He didn't see to pay his oil and put the oil in his tank. So. <laughs> that was Alessandra. Hi, Alessandra. That's what hey, she's talking about. The your your nice hoodie there, Dale. Mm. So, hey, April, how you doing? Court Lindahl's in the house. Hey, hey, Court. hey, Court. Wanda's here. Cats here. Oh man, we got a lot of a lot of folks showing Four up. House. Four house. About. Yep. All right, so let's get into it. Uh, season nine, episode number seven. It all adds up. Um, great show last night. It was, uh, you know, one of these ones where, again, you know, I somebody, one of the guys at work said, Oh, that show was boring last night. It, you know, what it was, they found wood. Okay, they find wood a lot. Okay, we hear about that all the time. But this was interesting. We're going to get to that in just a little bit about the wood they found and why it makes such a big difference. And then also working in the swamp. And uh, so, yeah, we got some, I think, some good stuff to talk about tonight. So, as always, I will get my pictures going here. So, all right, here we go. <clears throat> Let me get this uh, added to the screen. There we go. All right. So, 
Starting off, the uh, the guys uh, on Oak Island, we start off with the war room. Um, and it was kind of interesting because the, the group gets together in a war room and they're to discuss uh, the areas on the island they are allowed to dig. And I think one of the things that Marty said right off the bat was he wanted to talk about where we can dig, where we can't dig, where we should dig, and where we are going to dig. So, yeah, a lot of things on the table. And, of course, we know that this all came from, you know, the last couple of episodes where they were talking about portions of the island getting cordoned off, mm. but they're not allowed to do a search for treasure in um, because of uh, artifacts found, Mi'kmaq, uh, First Nation people artifacts. Now, I, I know that they found the artifacts they showed us, that they found some down there in the southeast corner of the swamp. Did you guys hear about, because we know there was a circle up by the eye of the swamp. Swamp and the Nolan's Cross. Yeah, I didn't hear anything about, there no. must have been article, something found. Nothing, huh? I didn't uh, either. I didn't hear I anything didn't hear. about that. I, my thought was it was just an area of interest to the Mi'kmaq, that they thought that might be an area of interest. So somebody, for some reason, has decided that's the best place to put an axe, yeah. I guess. Yeah, either that or for some reason they just didn't... Um, they haven't shown us yet that they found something yep. there, or maybe they won't. I don't know. But that I thought that was, and then of course the uh, outside of the actual money pit area, which was in green, and I got a picture of that. We'll show that here in just. Oh, there it is. There, look, I got there the very next one. So yeah, this area up here, and, I, and folks, I'm trying to work on a bigger pointer. I really am. The thing is huge on my screen, and it's so teeny on there. But yeah, this circle here, I was a little curious about that. Um, this would encompass, I think, a little bit, a portion of the that platform, the stone platform, that big square area they found uh, season eight, or was that actually season seven? Season I think it was, eight, wasn't it? Yeah. Last year. And then I think it also encompasses the eye, which that bums me out because the eye, I think, mm. is important to the story. Um, and then, of course, the money pit's okay, but then outside of the money pit. So those, and, and Isaac's point. Um mm. Yeah, they kind of anyway. So um they were talking about that where they can and cannot dig and where they should dig. And then of course they mentioned the fact that they uh um were able to they talked to Billy um and Marty mentioned to Billy about bringing in the swamp excavator that they had there last season with the big wide floaty tracks and all that kind of stuff. And they had mentioned that it, Billy, they asked Billy, and of course he's the expert on these things. And he said, no, I would rather get, rather than bringing in the swamp one, he wanted to bring in the long reach, which is like an 80 foot reach on it. Um, the excavator. Yeah. About an 80 foot reach. He said, so that was, I think the, the smart move. I don't know. I, it looked like that excavator, the swamp one was great. It had a pretty good reach on it and all, and it can move around in the swamp. For some reason, to me, it didn't seem like it had the the capability that the the other ones do. It didn't seem like it was as strong. Did you get that impression last year? I don't know. Like maybe I don't know it, it, I don't know if it was strong or not, but it didn't have the the uh, floaty pontoons on it. I'll call them to let yeah. them get out there as far. So they're, whatever they're going to hmm. do, they're going to have to do from the road. I think yeah. they're just going for. I think they're just going for reach. Yeah. 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 Like depth. Mm-hmm. So that was, uh, that was there. And of course, uh, you know, some of the things that they wanted, the area they wanted to work in, and we're going to kind of bring this up at the end of the show. We're going to talk about this a little bit more in depth, 
but this area of the swamp that they are working is down where they found in the area of where they found the wood anomalies last season at the end there uh, where they found this little piece here that uh, uh, Billy had tucked one of the smaller piece in his pocket and called it the top pocket find, which and certainly it is. Um, I think they were calling it a piece of ship's railing. Uh, and then this, I grabbed this picture because they were showing this. Remember the, the seismic? This is yep. when they did mm -hmm. the seismic testing. Look at all those charges. And I think they said there was mm. something like 20,000 charges or more. I don't know. There was a, a number, was a number in that range. Yep. Yeah, it was an astronomical number of charges. But you look at this picture here and you're going, yeah, okay, I can see that. Because they're like every, what, 10 feet or more, or maybe even closer than that, every six feet. And it's just simply covering that entire swamp. So mm -hmm. this is where they did the seismic um, a couple of seasons ago. And, of course, they found that anomaly that Jack Campbell and I are thinking that's a ship anomaly. Um, hoping anyway. So they want to get out there and take a look for this. Now, we know at the end of last season they did some digging. They found some wood. But... I don't know if they were actually, well, we'll get to that in a little bit, but the ship anomaly, they remember when out, they went out in the pontoon. That was, was that two seasons ago. They went out in the pontoon when it's still mm -hmm. had water in the swamp and they actually did some drill samples and they came up empty handed. They did not hit any wood. No, no. So I don't know. I mean, is this just a raised area of the ground? That's a different density or something, but, or could it be a, I mean, you see how the swamp preserves, wood and again i don't know how that chemical reaction it just doesn't um rot wood away like that like well, a, it is it is kind of mysterious because it does have the dimensions of a ship so it sure does and the shape yeah i mean the shape and everything that 200 feet by 40 and it does look like a bow and a stern i mean <laughs> it does look like a ship um so could Fred Nolan be right after all? Hmm. So anyway, so that was the big deal there. So they were talking about that and getting a long reach excavator out there, get things rolling. Oh, it was 2018. They did the seismic. So that was, yeah, a couple of years ago, three years ago. Um, so they got things rolling out there. So next we jump over to the money pit. And now they're still working this area, what they're calling the C1 cluster. Um, and they're, you know, giving it everything they can to try to find um, the, uh, uh, you know, to, to find out exactly where they want to put in the, um, oh, I see you just sent up a picture there, John. Yeah, that's, I'm, I, I might have to show that one there when we get to the uh, discussion at the mm -hmm. end, um, where they're looking to find out exactly where they want to put the 10 foot cans in. Um, so they're trying to nail that down. They want to be absolutely sure where they're going to put those because they don't want to do, you know, they're only, they only going to have a time for a few, whether or not they did more than one. Um, so they really want to nail down exactly where they're going to go with that. So, um, uh, let's see. Wanda says, uh, when they bore down in the swamp, do you think they would go down far enough? I don't think they did personally. I don't know. I don't remember how far they went down, but we can, that's going to be a good question for when we get to the end, we're going to do a little round table about it. We'll, we'll talk about that some more. Uh, cat says the wood survives because it is covered with, uh, oh boy, anaerobic. Is that how you pronounce that? Anaerobic condition? In an anaerobic condition? Uh, I'm not a... Uh, what, what, would it be, what would the person be called that analyze? <laughs> a geo? Is that something like uh, Ian Spooner? A geoscientist? 
Uh, let's see here. Oh, ah, okay. Uh, Linda sent us a Linda sent us a picture. All right, I'm gonna have to put that up here in just a minute. All right. Um. So anyway, so that's someone's, where, asking, uh, Jeff, someone's asking huh? why someone's asking why CCH didn't raise a ruckus when they were blasting the swamp. They weren't they, really. They, I don't think they didn't find any artifacts. Then they, they had no, no first nation artifacts. artifacts. As soon as they yeah. find Mi'kmaq artifacts in Nova Scotia, you yep. have to stop all work, contact them, and then they have to deal with it. That's why there's no ruckus in Paris because of it. Yep. Yep. Good point. Yeah, that was Jenny. Uh, oh, oh, no, Jenny said, um, was talking about CCH limits were the access in the circles, not the whole swamp. And as they said in that war room meeting, they asked Laird about that. And Laird said that they did have uh, approval. It must have been a permit put in. And they mm -hmm. did have approval to dig anywhere in the swamp, not including those two circle areas. Yeah. So anywhere yeah, when, they, when they did the blast, there was no artifacts found from Mi'kmaq at all. That's why they were doing it then. Yeah. There's no ruckus made, but once they found something, they have to stop. It's any work site in Nova Scotia that happens at now. Okay. Yep. Oh, okay. Man, look at all these things. We got all wow. these people that know so much more than me. Mary Louise said, uh, that is said correctly. It means no oxygen. And then Jenny, uh, getting inky with it, said the same thing. Um, anaerobic is without oxygen. Thank you. That's that's all. See, that's why I, I suppose <laughs> no oxygen, uh, the wood can't degrade, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Thank it you. preserves it. That's why I love the people in this group. We got the smartest group in all of the, you know, the, the Oak Island fans we have here are just so smart. Uh, there might be more than one ship in the swamp. Mm. I think somebody somebody thinks it's a barge. Oh, I wouldn't know who that might be. <laughs> it's a barge. Well, we know Deidre. We know Deidre, you know, on her show. I think this was, was, it, was this last year. This had to be last year. Deidre and Dustin were talking on their show. Uh, could it be Oak Island podcast? And uh, I think Deidre said it was the uh, Noah's Ark is there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was hilarious when you guys said. Anyway, yeah, it's Noah's Ark. That's what's in the swamp. So could be more than one. Uh, let's see. All right. So. So anyway, they're working on the, what they call the C1 cluster and they're nailing all, they're, you know, drilling all these holes around there and seeing what they can come up with. And uh, so there's Terry and Charles mm -hmm. uh, doing their thing there and working the, uh, working that around. And there's Mike and Adam, the guys from Choice Drilling, you know, doing their thing. Uh, and this is basically where they were at. And this has kind of moved over now. I don't know. And again, they move these pictures around. We get pictures from beginning of the season and end of the season, and they mix them all over, all over the place. So we don't know for sure if this is like where they were at this particular moment in the show. But it does seem like they're working a little bit more to the south. I thought they were heading more to the north up by the uh, the memorial over here with that that shaft. What shaft is that, John? That's in here. It's one of the, the original uh, searcher shafts. Searcher, it's searcher, a searcher shaft, yeah, but yeah. I didn't know if it was yeah. like it had a number to it or whatever. But, but it's supposed yeah. to be pretty close to the original money pit, I think. Yes, because yes. the original intent of that searcher shaft was to go down parallel to the money pit and then over to avoid the uh, the uh, traps, the water traps. Right. Which failed, of course, and which failed. Yes. Oh, Linda says they call it shaft twelve. Okay. Shaft twelve. Okay. All right. So anyway, so that's where they're and this here's why the wood was so cool on this one. Now we talk about that before we say, um, so let's see. So, you know, I mentioned earlier that, okay, yes, it's wood. They hit wood again. 
okay? But this one was significant. Um, and the reason why this one was significant, this was in F2. And this was at about, a, uh, this was the core they said was 86 feet. And what was cool about it was the fact that they hit wood for seven feet within that core sample. Seven feet from 82 to 89 feet. Hmm. Now, what does that tell you? What, do you, what does that tell you guys? It's, it's a wall. wall. It's a wall. <laughs> it's a wall. Definitely, it's a wall. And uh, Terry had said that it was stacked wood like this. It wasn't grain like this. So it wasn't a, a, a post or something like that. They just went down through the center of a post. It was perpendicular to the bore. So it was stacked like this. And they, they actually went through there and found all these different pieces that would mean they went down and they found a wall. It was stacked wood on top of itself like that. That's why it's significant. What would a wall... Tell me a couple of reasons why there would be a wall down there. Only one I know of. <laughs> <laughs> a Somebody chamber, building a chamber. A chamber or a vault or, or maybe they or just... Mining. It's always mining. Possible. It could have been a shaft, the wall of a shaft. But generally, well, not always do they keep... They, they, they don't put wood on the whole entire wall of the shaft. Um, so you, I no, guess no, sometimes... No. If, you were moving, if you were moving lengthways, though, right? Yes. If you were moving lengthways, you would run the, the the supporting wall lengthways. Right. Right. You would you would take your longest timbers and lay them flat so you could move sideways. Mm -hmm. And it yeah. also depends on how unstable it was when they were building the structure. Yep. That's yep. There exactly. could be support beams inside that or outside of it too. Yep. True story. Yeah. That's why this one is significant. So here they found an F2, and I've got a picture. Um, so, and look at all that, you know, you look at the wood, how chewed up it is. And it's, that's a sonic drill rig, right? Yeah. That thing is, that thing is doing a lot more than just a basic drill bit wood. Um, this one is like, that's why it gets so tore up. I think the wood when it's going down through there, um, let's see. And then he's pulled out a chunk of it right there. And you can see that's when he was showing that it was wood on top of it, stacked on top of itself like that. The um, here here's the map. This is uh, this is Deidre's map, <clears throat> which is much better than Steve Guptill's map, by the way. <laughs> uh, Deidre sent me this one, and I and I brought this one out because uh, it's way she's got like almost every at the point of this map, which was the date. What was the date of this, Deidre? She'll tell us here in a second um, if she's still here. But this map here, they now they had D two, which was right here. This is the one they did like last week. Mm -hmm. This time they're working in F2, which is this one right here. Okay. And then, of course, north being up here. So they're actually working uh, along to the south a little bit from north to south. I always get, when I look at the map, I see the map one way. And then when I look at the money pit from a drone picture, I, I'm my orientation is always off. I, I can never quite get the orientation correct. Um, but one thing of note that I, and, and we talked about this a little bit last week. Okay. We know that Dunfield, this is the Dun, this big circle is the Dunfield dig and here is C1. Okay. We know that, um, when they did the, uh, Dunfield dig, that it was a cone shape. It did not go straight walls down. Okay. 140 feet. Mm -hmm. It was 140 feet at the base. And this one you see right here was the base. 
that was the bottom of the 140 feet, this inner circle right here where it says F4. F4 is actually this point, but mm -hmm. you get the idea. That's the bottom of the base, and this was the outside at the top. Hmm. So knowing that and knowing that it was going like this, when they did this dig, uh, yep, exactly. Thank you, Linda. Uh, she was talking about this uh, dotted line circle, which was the bottom of the shaft right here. But right here in F2, that when they got down to 80 feet, that you can know that they were outside of his dig area. So if the cone goes like that, they were actually going down and then hitting an area that was fresh soil that he missed. If yeah. he had gone straight down, he would have hit it. He would have This F2 would have been in there. But because this sloped down toward the center, 80 feet, 88 feet, 82 to 89, he missed it. He missed it. He absolutely missed it. So they're in fresh soil there, and they hit this wall in F2 right there. Hmm. So, and they've been following that. If you remember, over the course of the last couple of episodes, they've been following wood anomalies all along right around 87, 88 feet. And again, they hit it again. Now, this time it's a wall, and they didn't skim it like they said last time. Last week, they said they, they just caught the edge of one. This time, they hit it, and they went all the way through it for seven feet now seven feet would be a chamber or something that you could stand up in you could stand in it sure yeah, yeah absolutely <coughs> pretty cool yeah he, nice even map, said he, he even said when he came over to the sample he said this is all wood mm -hmm. yeah that yeah when he was carrying over he said this one's heavy and all he threw wood. it up there <laughs> it was it was all wood for seven yeah. feet that's pretty significant uh let's see so uh, uh, Barbara Duncan says, so if, let me see if I can get this up here. It doesn't have her name on this one here, but it's Barbara says, so if they, uh, if they think they f have found an ancillary, uh, chamber, why not send down a camera? I don't know. I don't know. I always wonder why they don't send cameras down those boreholes with a little light on it, just to see if there's anything there. It'd be so much better. I know. I mean, sense, but it does. They'd have to have somebody standing by with that camera, or they'd have to go buy one uh, and hire somebody out to uh, to 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 you know to help with that to send a camera down. But it's a good question, and and I've thought about it myself, especially when they well, hit. They had, they had the guy that was there before when they were looking in. Uh, I can't remember what property it was, but <clears throat> they had the guy from the uh, was a plumbing company or something. He brought a camera in. Yeah, at the Ball Foundation. Yeah, he, like, I mean, get yeah. him back in to stick some cameras down the boreholes to see if there's anything there. Yeah, that's a great... It makes sense, great, but... Yeah, I don't know why they don't do that. Hmm. It does. I mean, that's what I would think. You know, get something down there. Oh, Deidre said, sorry, I had to step away. What What's the date on your map, Deidre? The map, this is your map that I got up here right now. What's What's the date on that thing? A um, lot of boreholes, but there's a lot more now that they, uh, they're doing the C1 cluster up around here, but they're, here they are way down on f2 all right so so anyway so that was that is a significant find on the wood right there um it, it certainly is and that's why that is so important um on this particular one you know it's nice to hit the wood but this time they hit seven feet of it so they've definitely got i would say that's yeah. a great candidate for a 10-foot can going in right there in my, makes, in my sense. makes sense Yep. All right. Now we jump over to lot four where we see Rick and Gary continuing to search. 
Uh, and these are the points that were listed on Zena Helpern's map. Now, you know, a lot four, you know, I got, a, I got a picture of that map too, where they did those scans and I didn't see any anomalies over there that showed up on those scans. There must've been something else that they were going by. Um, but anyway, he went over and they were doing their, their, um, uh, metal detecting and, uh, Rick went with him, of course. Mm -hmm. Uh, the first thing that they found over there was a, here's lot four. This is, uh, the young, young, the young, the young lot, yep. five. Yeah. So this one's right here and they seem to be finding a lot of tool type things in lot four. Um, and you know, those were the swages last year. Were the swages found in lot four? I, I don't remember. I don't remember. If anybody remembers that, let me know. Um, uh, let's see, running. Oh, that was Jim Wilson said, Yeah, hey, Jim. Uh, Jim Wilson said, Yeah, they were running the um, uh, they were running the uh, the camera looking for at the ball property and they were running it through um. And it got blocked in a certain area. And I guess yes. that was just yeah. a little drain that they had found there. That yeah. They were trying to see where it actually went. Right. There's like a basement drain or a cellar yeah. drain or something. Uh, see, I'm all out. these tools are fine along the, around the island. I just wondered back then when they were cutting all this wood down for for tunnels and all that. So did they, they must have clear cut the island quite a bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would say that island's been bald at one point or maybe oh, yeah. several times over the course of its life. Oh, and that's why they're pretty much finding all sorts of stuff. Mm -hmm. And if not for that, just for the, just for the sake of when they were farming there too, they would have cut all the trees down. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Ball. Sam Ball when he was farming, mm -hmm. he was doing his cabbages. cabbages you know. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so I, I grabbed this one because this is where they were looking. And they, here's the interesting thing too, and we'll talk about this at the end. But you know, they were talking about this being the hatch. Remember, they were talking about oh, the hatch and that anomaly on that map, that scanning map. But that's not the hatch. That's the valve. According to oh, Matt, was that his name? The guy that was there last week that was mm -hmm. talking about this, uh, the hole under the hatch, all being this part and portion of pointing here and not this arrow pointing here. They were talking about this one going pointing to the hatch and then this line pointing to the valve being over here. But it was actually that Z, they think. That's what he said. Um, and he said there was the hole under. Oh, Sant. Thank you. Um, Linda said it was Matt Sant. Was that his first name, Matt? Anyway, um, but anyway, that I brought this up. But anyway, I was kind of looking at this because this is the valve, and that's the one. We'll we'll get to this later on when I bring up that picture. But it's more the valve, not the hatch. And they kept saying the hatch on the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they did. They kept referring to it as the hatch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, first, he finds that spike, which was kind of cool because it was a squared. It was squared off. Um, when he was rolling it around in his hand, you could see it looked like a, on the top section up here, it had square, it was squared, you know, but um, anyway, that's what he was calling that a spike, but it's uh, not very pointy spike. So I'm not really sure, but he said it was very heavy. So that indicates age. Uh, let's see here. And then of course they found the piece that gave the show its name uh, for this particular one, the ads. Um, A-D-Z-E. Now I got I grabbed it. They showed a couple pictures of these things on the show last night, um, and I believe the next one. I, it, you notice a square hole that was really cool in that thing. Uh, one of the first pictures they showed was these here. This was like looking back to ancient Egypt. Um, now one of these ads would be used, and I've actually seen these be used before um, by some lumberjacks that were doing a show, and a guy had one of these, and he was actually working his way down a beam with this thing. 
on his was longer. It had a long handle on it, and I got a picture right here. Oh, my father had one of those. Mm. Yeah. See, yes, take the yeah. bark off the, off the wood for fence posts. Mm -hmm. a very useful tool, like a planer yeah. almost. Yeah. Um, you Pretty could take yeah. a, a log and you could square it off by using one of these yeah. if you knew how to use it properly. And I've, I, like I said, I've watched a, a lumberjack do that standing on the log and he just worked his way down. He was making it flat on one side. Then he rolled it over and he made it flat on it and he just kept doing it until he had a, a beam out of a log. It was really cool. Yeah. Um, so that's what they were, that's what they were used for. So there's a picture of one there and I don't know how old that one is, but um, they've been around for a long, long time. They still use them, um, Jeff, for log homes. Mm, do they really? Oh, there, there, good point. Yep. Um, Doing yeah. the notches and stuff. Yep. If you do it the proper way. Yeah. That, that one there shows mm -hmm. about eight mm -hmm. inches, which is about the size of the one that he found. If you look at the one he has right there, that's about eight inches. Yep. So that that right there would be a good estimation of what exactly what it was that they found. Now, of course, they took this thing over to talk with uh, Carmen, Mr. Carmen, the expert in metal and oxen and uh, historian. Uh, I like that was mentioned in uh, James McQuiston's book, Historian Carmen Leg, because he is. He's a historian for sure. Mm -hmm. No doubt about it. Um, so they took that over to show him. And he got his estimate, and he was looking at it, and he gave a, a good uh, look uh, at it. Um, and he said because of the square hole, it made it a bit older. Uh, and I think he gave it a date. Whoops, let's go back one. He gave it a date of 1620 to uh, 1740. Um, Marty says, to his knowledge, there has never been anything constructed on Lot 4 but states if you were going to put a shaft in, you would want timbers fit together well, and you would need a tool just like this to mm. make. Like Dale just said, you still they still use them today in making log homes and making those logs fit together. So you're the chunking notches. away some of that, huh? What was that? Not the notches. The notches in it. Yeah. Yeah. What's significant there, Jeff, is that 1640 date because you're still in that 1450 to 1650 sweet spot for dates, things, things being pulled. From the yep. ground and that's that you know age of expiration date so yep. it's it's just kind of a you know the front end of that dating range is just very interesting to me and we know what james mcquiston was probably doing a little dance last night when they <laughs> probably was around that 1632 date so yeah yeah absolutely yeah you know what and i'm actually uh, I, I i started reading his book um oak island and new ross um i was reading that book i was actually reading some of it last night and again, he talks about that date range a lot in that book. Um, interesting stuff. We'll have to when we get him back on the show. We're gonna we're gonna explore that a little deeper. Right now. Yeah, and yeah. the fact that that and the fact that that was manufactured in England, or they say it was manufactured in England, made in England. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what Carmen says. Um, he said it's a topping as for smoothing timbers, and it appears to be English. Carmen explains that the square style hole makes it possibly as old as 1620 to 1740 so and i tell you what i have come to learn uh learned that uh, i trust carmen's opinion on these things for sure so yeah we you know when he says that uh you know he's he just knows he knows this stuff and he's the greatest person to take somebody had mentioned once i saw put up somebody put up a post once and said something about why are they taking it over to a blacksmith what does he know about that the man knows <laughs> Yeah, Jim called him the historian of New Ross. Yeah. 
<laughs> yep. Jim McQuiston. Herman's probably made them. Yeah, he probably has. You're probably right. He's probably made some of those. Might be his. You know, he makes socks and shoes. <laughs> what was that, Tom? Might be his. Maybe he dropped it. Yeah. <laughs> Many years ago. Yeah, a lot of years ago. And it came, you know, got all encrusted. Um, so when they got back from uh, working, talking to Carmen, they, they all went into the war room here and they um, they got out. The, uh, they showed that and they got uh, talking about it with everybody. And the one thing that, you know, I know this is stupid of me to say this, but I, I got a little mad when Alex came in there and laid that thing down on that on that picture <laughs> and scratched it up. You know, and Marty's oh. turning it around and it scratched it. I would. How many of you would love to have that picture right there hanging on your wall in your house? <laughs> and I saw I, And then he goes over and he lays it right there. Boom, right on there and scratches it up. And I'm like, oh, I'll make a call for you, Jeff. All right, good. Thank you. Right. <laughs> I would love you to have get that, that one picture. with the scratch marks on it. It's probably worth extra. Yeah, yeah. now yeah. it is. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Somebody said me, Pam Block. Yeah, Pam said me. I'd like to always oh, somebody else who else somebody else said they'd like to have it. Oh, cat said I'd that love could to be have next it. year's auction item. I was gonna say everyone could sign it. That's you genius. Sign it. Oh, <laughs> that would be awesome. That. Yeah. Frame that up. Oh, that would be genius. <laughs> yeah, hold on. I'm writing this actually, down. Hold on. Yeah, they could actually get their hands on it, you know, yep. used on air, right? Jan Jan's got her hand up. She wants one. Absolutely. Yeah, I would love to have that thing, right? So used on air, scratches and all. Yeah, scratches oh, and all. Why not? Like a game I was like, oh my gosh. That, that's the pedigree. You can match the scratches, you know. <laughs> it's awesome. Christmas daddies. Yeah, that's next year's Christmas, Christmas daddy giveaway. <laughs> Everybody sign it. They can give away that. Oh, that would be awesome. That would be I'd, great. I'd, I'd get on it. Why not? So, um, all right. So, anyway, so they talked about that. And look, see, there's the scratches and the dirt all over it. Anyway, I'm sorry. I, I digress. <clears throat> anyway, they got a good look at it over there, and everybody spread it around and talked about it a little bit. And he explained again. Uh, he said something about a notch. Uh, let's see. Uh, Alex explains that the square hole and the notch are in an indicative of English ads from 16, 20, 17, 40. Um, there's yeah. a notch at the end of it. Yeah. Let's see. The front I can get a. I don't know if it was this, or no, was it the on top, the top? Yeah, I don't think I got a very good. Oh, this up here. Yep. Ah, interesting. Okay, I thought that was like just damage from when I, I asked about that to somebody yesterday or today, really? and they said it's for removing nails or spikes or something like that. Ah, okay. If it's in the wood, that's what they told me. But yeah, hmm. could be. Yeah. Jan said it's got personality now. The picture with the scratch. <laughs> Mary says, I feel your pain about the scratches. I know. I just, that's the first, I know it's dumb, right? But that was the first thing I know. I, I thought when he came in and said it right on the picture, I went, no, don't do that. Oh, uh, I know. <clears throat> anyway. All right. So then we get to, uh, well, you know what? I'm going to jump over this real quick. Okay. Yeah. Cause we're going to bring this up at the end. So I'm going to, I know Jan. Sorry, I, I gave Jan. Jan and I discussed the uh, the layout of her synopsis that she does a fantastic job with. By the way, thank you very much. Uh, because they jump around on the show, they go to the swamp, they go to the money pit, then they mm -hmm. go back to the swamp, then they go over here, and then they go over there. And so we try to like keep it all in one flowing description here, so I don't have to jump around uh, all Absolutely. the time during the show. But um, so, and I told her that we were going to go to the swamp next, and then in the pre-show meeting, we kind of talked about doing something a little different 
Uh, so I'm going to jump to the war room at the end, uh, which is this right here, <clears throat> where they bring out Dr. Rousseau again to hear her analysis from uh, items found lot for from last week. Uh, Dr. Mm. So tells the team that about the button that was found um, containing an alloy high of copper and zinc. Now, the one of the things, this is the button, and also it was the um, uh, the piece of that uh, piece of metal that Gary had said was like a, had copper, like a piece of copper. Um, let's see. Um, oh. <laughs> I snapped that picture while I had an incoming message from Reddit. I, I got, I follow a Reddit, a Reddit stream. Like guys talk about it. It's drunk Island, you know? Sometimes I guess it's crown time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it, it's crown guys, time. Sometimes these guys play a game on there that like every time, oh every time God. they say uh, something like uh, metal detection expert, Gary Drayton shot, or you know, we do that, we do that with that. wood. Oh my god! Every time they say wood, yeah, found wood, shot, loaded <laughs> in the show. I could never do that. On oh TV. my god! <laughs> anyway, so that's uh, but here's the two pieces. There's the button, and there's that piece of metal. Yeah, but that's pretty funny. So they if you ever want to drink, they were found a lot for too, weren't they? Huh? What's that? But they found a lot for also. Yes. Yes, they were. They were found last week in lot yeah, four. Yeah, lot four. Yeah. That's definitely crown time right there. Yeah, David Blanken, crown time. <laughs> so that's that's, what, that's what's funny about that. You know, you think about to think of something that's said a lot, like could it be shot? Yeah. <laughs> but they found wood shot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, you'd be toasted by oh the time the show was So funny. In one hour, you'd be really. <laughs> Uh, what was so cool about this piece here, and I think that she said it was turned. And I thought, and you see this, this I call it a race, this area right here around there. And it's you see the lines on it. The lines are going around this way on this. And she was talking about that being, I, I got to find it in here. Um, I know that she has it in the synopsis here. Um, oh, she explains that the circles around the eye were common buttons made between 1726 and 1776. Uh, she tells the team about the piece of metal was also found in Lot 4. Um, but I thought she said something about the copper loop around it, uh, about it being turned um, on, a, on a lathe or something. I didn't, I thought this was kind of small for that, but, uh, but you see these circles that go around somehow or another when they shape this thing. Um, it was cut into, you know, um, they cut into it somehow and it looked like it might've been turned on a little, uh, I was thinking a lathe. I don't, really don't know about that. That's yeah, pretty tiny Perhaps. for that sort yeah. of thing. Uh, but anyway, it's kind of pretty cool. Um, but you remember in the, remember in the show and I brought up the, uh, oh, it says right here, conclusion, the button, uh, alloy with a ZN found. Um, let's see the scratches evident, uh, on both services, front and back of the button, likely from. Uh, conservation treatment, conservation uh, conservation treatment. Uh, softer material. Let's see. Many concentric circles around the foot suggest that the button was held in a chalk and turned. That's where I saw that. Was held in a chalk and turned. So that's where I read that right there. Uh, and in a, a British origin, and then dated 1726, 1776. 
Uh, wasn't, there gold, wasn't there gold found with that when they did that one? That's what I was going to say, too. When they looked at it with the XRF, they found, I thought it said they found AU. Yeah, they did. It might, he said it could have been in the soil or it could have been on the button. <clears throat> I don't know. I believe he said it was in the soil or the button, he thought. Mm -hmm. I would have to say it was in the soil. because That's what it, I'm thinking, too. Mm, she looked at it, cleaned up at the button itself. and Never mentioned anything. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The scratches would be, uh, oh, uh, Linda says the scratches would be from Kelly cleaning it. Oh, maybe. Um, yeah. So anyway, yeah, that right there held in a chalk and turned that, that, that's like a, a lathe. And that's what those, those round, those, these, the, like these lines right here, you know, that's, that's yeah. indicative of a being turned. Be That'd be a really small one. Um, and here's what it's a, what they found copper. Tin arsenic, which was interesting, lead and zinc. Hmm. So a lot of copper, a lot of tin in that piece. Uh, this was the next piece. Um, let's see. Uh, this next piece here they found that he said was uh, copper. Um, and it was interesting on this. Um, copper, zinc, uh, tin again, arsenic, lead, and sulfur. Uh, it said this metal uh, is a copper tin alloy. High tin content suggests that, the, that it is a tin bronze or bell metal. Tin bronze or bell metal. Uh, presence of tin imparts strength and rigidity to the metal. Uh, may have been used as a valve body, piston ring, or bearing. Bell metal was used. This was the neat part right here. Bell metal was used in uh, to construct early cannons by the Spanish and the Portuguese. There we go, Spanish and Portuguese. There we go again. Yeah. What do you think about that, John? <laughs> well, well, we have uh, fragments on the, near the Montepil area, which were you know the, the rose gold, which is supposedly Spanish or maybe Spanish. So you, you, you come up with a lot of these artifacts that, again, yep. are, are commiserate one another and tell a story. Mm -hmm. And that's just one more, you know, line yep. to the story. And it follows that Portuguese-Spanish connection to the island. Yep. And, we know the Portuguese, and we know the Portuguese were in the Maritimes in the 1500s. So. Yep. yep. Exactly right. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty... Uh, and again, we keep going back to that. And it's... I... Now and, and Jack Campbell always says, Jeff, they're, they're the Portuguese Templars. There was a division of the yes. uh, Templars that that you know originally in, in Portugal, and again, that's that whole layer. Um, the Portuguese. It's interesting, yep. and I think that we're we're leaning more and more. We're finding more and more. Evidence. What was the date range of the Portuguese again? For, uh, for, <clears throat> the Portuguese. I've found maps as far as uh, back as fifteen fifty eight. Fifteen fifty eight. Now, see, and that's. That's significant because, again, reading, uh, you know, that we know that there's been some stuff, m several things found on the island that date there. There's been some wood that they've cut uh, and that they had the um, uh, C4 uh, dating on it and they've uh, C14 and they found that it dated in the 1500s. So that's pretty significant because we know that, um, you know, again, going back to James McQuiston's book, New Ross and Oak Island, mm -hmm. that. You know, others that were around the British and stuff around on the island in the 1600s. So they anything they find during that time frame, I'm almost leaning towards it being belonging to the French or the British. Going back before that, then that's why I asked that question. Going back before that in the 1500s, 
that's going to be Spanish and Portuguese probably, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You had 1500 and 1501, uh, the, the court Rio uh, brothers were in the area as well. Um, so you, you did have Portuguese up in that area as early as the early 1500s. Uh -huh. you know, so yeah. you, you know they were there. Yep. That's what Mary says. The porky, Portuguese, <laughs> <laughs> Portuguese <laughs> connection. And, and Jeff, of course, I, since I've been there, I have to mention the, the Overton Stone as well, which is also considered to be Portuguese. Yes. So, you know, whether it is or it isn't, you know, unknown, but it, it certainly is certainly the authenticity, having seen it with my own eyes. It's definitely real. Um, it's, it's definitely a, a, a carved out, you know, symbol. And there's yep. three of them there. And there's no doubt in my mind that, you know, that is commensurate with Portuguese um, crosses like that. And you, know who else was, and you know who else was connected to uh, the Portuguese? Hmm. Francis Bacon. <laughs> Jake Roberts, you out there. <laughs> that, that's true. And Jake might be there today. Yeah, Jake, Jake, Jake might be out there. Why, but he might be watching. But you're right. You're exactly right. Uh, so, I mean, it's it's when you compile the evidence of everything over the course of what they've found so far, Everything is kind of narrowing down. I mean, I would love to say that the early Templars came across there back in 1300s, which I don't know uh, about that anymore. I'd love to say, yes, the Templar, But now the Templars, again, like Mary had said right here, the Portuguese-Templar connection. Very likely there, more so than them running in 1307, 1308 and coming across from Scotland and coming over. <clears throat> But they would have to have time to reset after the desolation yes. in 1307. Trial of the Templars 1213. Um, you know, <clears throat> Templar refugees at that point, you, you're going to have to give them a time to co collect, build the war chest, so to speak, you know, however they're going to do it, piracy or whatever. <clears throat> so it would take them a little bit of time to, to reset up. The first thing you would want is to find a place for refuge and kind of lay low because yeah, the, Vatican's exactly. on, the Vatican's on your trail. Um, fr from there, you, you redefine, rebrand, and, and then, you know, as they worked their way into the Masonic guilds or Mason guilds back in the day where you could travel anywhere, you were skilled workers, you know, and eventually into what I think is a big Sonian society in uh, Elizabethan. Yeah. Throw in a Elizabethan couple. Era. Yeah, and then you throw in a couple of plagues along the way, and mm -hmm. yep, yep. You know, everything gets backed up. Yep, sure does. Yep. Um, Deidre and uh, let's see this other I got to get a name here on this one. Oh, this is Barbara Duncan. So Deidre, they were referring to the uh, the testing of that button with the XRF and saying, um, you know, talking about the possibility of uh, um, the dirt and he mentions a gold. And that's what Barbara said here. They were also testing the soil that was on it as well. So I think you're right, Barbara. I think it was the excuse me. I think it was in the soil that they and again, that's still a significant, is it not? I mean, finding gold in the in the soil. I mean, the XRF picked it up, and those things are pretty darn accurate. So I, I have to say that they did find it, but it may have been just simply on the dirt. Um, yeah, that you're right. And this is another person that said it was tested. Oh, this was April. April said it was tested before um, it was fully cleaned. Um, it was, yeah, it still was for sure. So yeah, good points, everybody. Appreciate that very much about uh, your input on this. And again, that's why I said that's what this is about. I love getting your input on this because, mm -hmm. you know, it's not just about us four up here, you know, speculating about stuff. We want all of you guys to be part of this and help us uh, figure this out. Um, okay, so let's jump now. What we're going to do here, and we're, you know, we're going to jump over to the swamp.
and talk about what they did in the swamp. And then we're going to do a little roundtable. We're going to go, I want to go through the, the, uh, the show portion of it. And then we can, we're going to go down a little rabbit hole, I think, you know, talking about the swamp there a little bit, um, you know, going to last year and this year, but let's go ahead and bring up this picture first. And this was the arrival of the 80 foot reach, uh, long reach excavator. Um, and you know, it, it was funny because did you see, uh, when they were watching this thing roll out and, you know, they were all standing at, uh, Billy and Alex and, uh, I forget who else was standing there watching this thing rolling out. And, um, Billy was just kind of looking at it going, Oh yeah, <laughs> there's my, this trout. is mine. This is mine. Do not touch it. Yeah. This is mine. Don't touch it. Yeah. That oh, looks like a brand spanking new machine too. Oh, yeah. It did. It, it really does. I mean, it's either that or it's been refurbished because I mean, it was clean. It looks wow. like brand new. That's crazy. And I didn't see a name. Usually, you see the name of the company. It's on the back. Recently. It's on the other slide. Just oh, was it on the other that? side? Yeah. Okay, I didn't see. Uh, yeah, I, don't know. <laughs> I was looking for a name on it. See who who loaned that out there. But uh, ah. but that that is one. That's a long reach, isn't it? That thing is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Cat said Billy was quivering with anticipation. Yeah, he was ready to get going on that. Um, let's see. Okay, that must be a oh no, somebody having an off chat going on there about something that oh West, Westford, Massachusetts is a grave of the Sinclair party from 1399. Hmm. I'd love to know how they got that down that road to the island. I I know that baffles me. Baffles me. Yeah, you live up there. You've seen that. I, I haven't seen it. Well, uh, John's seen it too, because he's been up that there. That road there is so winding and so narrow. I don't know how they get half the stuff down there. From the church over to the island to the causeway. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It's a windy road. Windy and narrow. And that's a big line. I mean, this thing was sticking over. You see the trailer there. I mean, it was, that's a, <laughs> that's, yeah, a that's a low boy trailer there too, but uh, man, mm -hmm. oh man. So they get that thing going and then they had Marty. Marty jumps out there with his, um, and he, what he was doing was trying to get this trench. He's working this trench, right? If I can get my mouse here. Uh, he was working this trench right here so that the water that is being now come up out of there where Billy's digging can have somewhere to go over here by where this pump is and get it pumped the heck out of there. Um, because that's kind of what they ran into last season. If you remember at the end of last season, when they were working in here, uh, they just kept having all this water was just filling it up and they couldn't get anything. They couldn't get anything done. Um, it was really making a mess of it. So, um, um, so that was, you know, he had to get in there with that to, to help to get the water cleaned out. And here's a, just an overhead view. And I wanted to show this because I wanted to, you know, kind of show where they were working uh, this season, um, right here. And you see this. Note these this line of trees right here, um, and where they're looking. Okay, so I, I'm, you know, where it, it seemed like what they were finding last year was a little bit over, a little further over. Um, and then they found this log, and this is where I kind of wanted to talk about this a little bit. Um, uh, Billy pulls out this large raw log that he said was about four to six feet deep in the muck, and it resembles oak. Um, and then Rick and Laird, uh, Laird was out in the chat. I guess he was here. I don't know if Laird's still here. Maybe you can throw some input on this. But Laird, uh, Rick and Laird discussed the fact that the oak trees cannot grow in water environment and the number of organics uh, that are now on top of the log. Um this particular log, we know that they talked about 
the oak trees that were on Oak Island in the past. Now, Tom, you and 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 uh, Dale, you guys live in that area. Um, you know, we saw we saw that we see the old pictures of Oak Island out on Isaac's Point. You got those very very tall oh, it's trees, the big canopy, mm -hmm. the big canopy trees, yeah, canopy yeah. oaks or whatever they call them. That's a canopy oak, right? So would this this would very likely be one like that, and and you know speculate about this particular log finding it in the swamp. See, it yeah, could have drifted. It could have drifted in too, if that I was an open it, waterway. Yeah, but that's a massive log. That's be that's an old log. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's an old tree. Yeah, yeah. The only way they're going to know is to test it. Yeah, they mentioned before that that they're not going to grow in in a damp area. I mean, that's, no, no, a damp area is your softwood trees, your firs, your spruces. Yep, stuff like that. Yep, and cedars and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I personally think that floated in from somewhere, yeah. and it just could have washed up there. in a storm. It could have washed yeah. up in a storm because we yep. get some big storms down this way. Now there were some in and and um, uh, let's see, I've got a picture here that uh, thank you, John. John just sent. I'm gonna have to wait a second while it. It's always slow when I'm. Oh, there we go. Um, this particular one, if I can get it to open here. This shows Isaac Point, Isaac's Point, in those big, tall canopy oaks. Yep. And I guess there's a lot of different types of. Okay, why is it not opening? Okay, it's not opening for me. Let's hmm. see. Oh, here we go. There it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's oh, a there. different looking tree. Yeah. I mean that's a that's a that's the old one of the old pictures of the canopy oaks from years ago, um, out there on Isaac's Point, um, and and yeah they said that they were from uh, let's see uh, Mary Mary uh, man says uh, and the oak they said uh, in a prior Europe. season not indigenous to this part of the world yeah I remember them saying that yeah. Hmm. So the, I mean, the, obviously the there were. I have. Oh, sorry. No, go the, ahead. Uh, the the oak trees that I have here around my house in New Brunswick do not look like that. I've never seen oak trees like that anywhere around here. Mm -mm. Would they be more like the oak Rick's oak tree that's on? You know, we've seen pictured on Oak Island quite a few times, like that kind of an oak tree, like more, you know, shorter and more like a. They're a big, thick, big thick base and then go to multiple branches. I got this picture I just grabbed here, and I don't know this. Uh, that's an oak tree, but that's it's a picture of actually of Dan's drill rig. Mm -hmm. and there's a big tree behind it, and I don't know if that's that could uh, be. if that's one of the oaks or not. But certainly not that kind of an oak tree. Um, let me get this out of the way here so I can see. Those oak trees look like the ones in the picture. Look like they were shaped like that, but I've never seen them like that around here. Well, you know, the other thing, too, that I was thinking about, whoops, is this, um, let me get back here to this oak here, hmm. if I can find it now, uh, the log, here it is, uh, this particular log, now, he said he found it four to six feet under the muck. Now, um, if it was down that deep, that would mean, if it did float in, it floated in a long time ago, um, and settled down there. Now, we know that Rick went over, and he was you know, kicking it, or he was actually trying to, uh, taking a shovel, and he was trying to scrape off some of it, and he smelled some of the, the wood, and again, <laughs> swamp oak. Had to be smell. you know, had a great aroma to it. 
But the, the thing that got to me that if it did float in, it, that's one thing. But if it didn't, if it actually grew in this area, then that would say that back when this the swamp, when the water level was much, much lower. And they remember they said on the, you know, in I think it was um, uh, Doug Crawl was reading a ship's log. And I think this was from it was a it was a mission of ships that came over. Yeah. Guy died. I'm trying to think of his name now. He died uh, during the voyage. Um, the, the guy that was leading this whole thing. Um, but he said he called it an island of oaks. Hmm. Island of oaks, which would say that there was a lot of oaks on this on this island at some point. Now, if this oak tree was from the island back then, and the water level was much lower, would that then mean that the swamp? could have supported the oak trees growing there at one point. Hmm. Well, yeah. Well, what would happen if, if you had a hardwood tree in an area that was dry and then the area became inundated with water, especially salt water, it would kill the tree. Sure. And then the tree would eventually rot and fall over. Right. Exactly. So eventually once the swamp got too full of water or whatever, and so yep. too much moisture there, it would eventually kill the but tree. Jeff, did, did they not find stumps uh, in the in the um, swamp where they yes. they were sawed off, and and so we knew something was growing there, and the water levels, depending on, on when, might have been up to seven feet lower than they are now. Right, right. So it, it easily could support it, you know, uh, you know, oaks. Those canopy oaks, again, getting back to the canopy oaks that you just had the picture of there. Mm -hmm. I just Googled it and it said they're native to Eastern and Central North America and found from Minnesota, Ontario, Quebec, Southern Maine, as far as Northern Florida and Eastern Texas. Wow. And specimens have been documented for 450 years old. Hmm. So, there yeah, Duke, Duke uh, so yeah, I think Kat uh, Fulton brought that up. It was Duke D'Anville. That was the, that was the, I think that was the voyage. They, they came across mm -hmm. and they had treasure on board and he was reading that ship's log and he said something about the, they did not want it to fall into any, you know, uh, enemy hands or anybody else's hands. Mm -hmm. So they went to an Island of Oaks and they, and he, he explains how they came in from with a passage from the water leading inland and digging a, a tunnel and all this kind of stuff. And that, I remember him reading that and he talked about the Island of Oaks. So, um, so anyway, so that's I just I speculated about that that log. Now that is that what they found last year? I don't know because I'm not sure based upon some pictures I'm going to show here in a minute if they're actually working, if they've gotten over there far enough yet. Um, let me so, go to the next picture. So Jeff, hold on for a second. So we're go saying ahead. that the canopy oaks are not native to the area, correct? Yeah, that's what it okay. Says. So 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 follow the logic. If you're going to mark something to be seen from a mariner's point of view. And and these oaks are a perfect example. You would look for the island of oaks, and the canopy oak would be perfect for that because you could see it from afar. If you're looking for Oak Island and you need a marker, yep. up there, there's the island with the oaks, and you know, and and there it is, you know. So this makes a lot of sense to me if you're using the oaks as a marker mm -hmm. that you would plant canopy oaks. Use something you're used to seeing. Yep. Exactly. That makes and like you sense. said, you would see that from a long distance out at the... Uh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So you know exactly what island is Oak Island and exactly where your destination was, especially if you're hiding things or bringing things to the island. You would literally look for the island of oaks, not ordinary oaks, those towering canopy oaks. This makes yep. sense to me from, from a navigational point of view. Yep. Yep. Darlene agrees with you. 
Yeah, and and I do too. You know, that's a, you're exactly right. I think that's a, a great great point because that that it, it it just means if you're going to guide somebody, well, which island and how many Tom, you and Dale know how many islands are out there? And Colin's got this up. I, I thought there was up to like four or five hundred in the there's area. Hundreds I mean, of there's, them there's there, hundreds yeah. of them. There's there's literally hundreds of islands around Nova Scotia. Right. Yep. But, so how would you point out this one particular island out of all of them? Yeah, <laughs> for a certain <laughs> tree, it's Oak Island and it's canopy oaks. Yeah. And this this becomes a marker. In my mind, it's a marker. If I you're looking for the island with hundreds of islands out there, you look for the one with canopy oaks. That makes a lot of sense. That were planted well in advance. Uh, absolutely. There's no doubt about it. Hmm. Um, so let's, let's uh, kind of move along here with these pictures. Let's see. So, yeah, there's that log there, and there's a close-up of it. And it's that's a that's a hefty log, and that's definitely the root uh, bowl at one end of it. Um, let's see. Bill Burns says trees die, especially along the coast. Not a good long-term plan. Yeah, yeah. It depends on how long they were figuring to come back and get whatever yeah. was buried there. Yeah. Um, how many years? I mean, obviously they grew. They were there long enough to grow that tall. So that I don't know how long it would take to grow, um, you know, oaks that that long or that tall to get them that tall but yeah um interesting um here's one picture showing of the excavator working now they they decided to use this one so he could work from the road and reach out into the um uh into the swamp and do his digging um and you see the camera guy standing over here on <laughs> those poor guys always they, they got the probably the worst job is trying to keep up with everything that's going on and standing out there filming all this they showed the one guy back in the early seasons fell with his camera and he fell into the muck, but he kept that camera up out of the, up out of the muck the whole time. Uh, but again, point out, I, I wanted to point out where they are and you see he put the log up here on the ground, but I wanted to kind of point out where they are at the moment. Um, you don't see those, the, that roll, little row of pine trees. Um, Cause I'm going to show here in a minute. They did find a couple of boards in there or what appeared to be. And again, I think that they are exactly right on these boards um, they have been worked by man. Um, you can see the, 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 and, and very possibly by that, uh, ads, mm -hmm. uh, that they were looking at earlier, one like it, where they were more, you know, working it flat on one side because it had these, you see this mark right here where his thumb is, that's a, a chop mark in there where they were, he was, somebody was probably working their way along and, you know, they're, they're doing this quickly. They're not going to make sure it's just absolutely smooth, like a tabletop. They're going to, do it as quickly as they can to try to get this thing flat. Mm -hmm. uh, and I agree that that's probably what that was. And then of course, Marty came over after Rick washed it off and got a good look at it. And you see how it sloped down on this one piece here, mm -hmm. maybe to fit into something else or another piece or something. Uh, hard to say exactly why, um, but they did find a couple of, them. I, I grabbed this picture cause there's <laughs> that was hilarious. It was, it was muck surfing. <laughs> Sliding down, and they moved the him on it. Yeah, he pushed him down there in the muck. He, <laughs> he was like serpent. He had his arms out. He was like everybody was laughing. The guys over there, everybody was laughing. Alex and uh, and and Doug are laughing about it. But uh, he was surfing as he was going in because he wanted to get another board. Wow, I, I had to grab that picture because I thought that was hilarious. When he, <laughs> <laughs> I could just see him doing a face plant right in there. <laughs> Oh, can you uh, imagine that stuff? What it smells that's, that's like? Good. I mean, I have no. I mean, I've smelled swamp cedar swamps, and cedar swamps up in Michigan can be pretty nasty. But I can imagine what this one, you Oof. know, 
the effervescence of it. <laughs> so, so so ripe. Well, when, go ahead. When, when I was there, it wasn't bad at all. But you, if you're downwind from it, from my understanding, it's pretty bad. Oh, so or when you dig it up, or, yeah, when you dig it up, it's muck. You get yeah. some of that from down there at the bottom, you know, some of that good. <laughs> get the good stuff. Get the good stuff down there. Yeah, yeah. the stuff that Linda up, Linda, Linda up on Linda's hat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's on Linda's hat. It is on Linda's hat. <laughs> She's got swamp, swamp uh, fingerprints from swamp mud because everybody was had their hands were dirty. If we, I got that picture of them signing it, and you look at their hands, their oh, hands are dirty. Classic. So the hat's got. You know, a little bit of dirt on it. Dale, you saw it. You were holding the it. yellow hat was filthy. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it worth more. I know. Yeah. Check the hat for gold. It actually has Oak Island. <laughs> it's like a game-worn jersey. It's worth more, you know? Exactly. Oh, one that exactly. Michael Jordan wore, you know? It's just yeah. worth more. There you go. Jim F. <laughs> says, Essence of Le Swamp. Uh, the center hat's not stinky. <laughs> you do not want to fall on that stuff. No. <laughs> oh, this says my hat is not stinky, smudgy and a bit uh, a bit dirty in spots, but not stinky, so it doesn't smell like the swamp. That's my oh, fault. In the sorry, does it smell like Ode the Swamp? Ode, yeah. Ode <laughs> <the swamp. laughs> except Linda's hat. Yeah. Uh, so here's the other board that uh, this is the one that uh, that um, uh, Gary pulled out, and again, it's got those marks in it right here and right here, where I think the uh, um, the ads was working its way down through there. Yep. So definitely more pieces to it. Again, pieces of a ship. I don't know, but it's looking like it. Jack, what do you think? Pieces of a ship. I know you're out there watching right now. Oh, you and, know he thinks pieces of a ship. Well, I'm just waiting for him to type it in. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he knows. I know how Jack feels. Oh, Deidre says they need to XRF Linda's hat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, shit, that's good. awesome. I think yep. it's a barge. A barge. There you go. Yeah, that's what Tom says. Tom thinks it's a barge. Bringing in a bunch of supplies. Yep. Well, it's not just if you're bringing stuff in, but what if you're taking stuff out? Exactly. Oh. Right? If you're going to yep. bring something, if you're going to get rid of rocks, spoils, whatever, because we know when they dig a hole and you go to put things back in it, there's stuff left over. Yep. Mm -hmm. Right? We see that with Dunfield, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. That's yep. a good point. Okay. So when they're going to go away and hide this place or, or create a swamp or do whatever stuff's going to have to come down a hill somewhere. See, it can be on that stone road. It can be on that stone road. went on the burge and went from there. Yep. 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 I thought it was kind of neat when he, and he was rolling this around and he looked at the backside and it was kind of looked, I mean, you can't really catch it too well from this picture a little bit, but it kind of looked like it was concave all along right here. I know it looked like it was kind of, concave all all the way along that side like it was curved now they're not going to use that ands uh ads for that i don't think but it's kind of weird again why would it be committed be the natural probably. grain of the wood maybe Could. maybe yeah or the wood split maybe. open yeah maybe or some sort of yeah or cribbing maybe it was used for cribbing that's yeah, what cat says um hmm. could be used for uh cribbing or something yeah i don't know hmm. good good point but um yeah, so that was kind of cool there. I like that. Um, but again, you know, obviously that was it was wood that was uh, worked by man. So, uh, uh, <laughs> one, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up what uh, I'm gonna bring up what she said here. With Dan said right here. 
You need to ask the boys to donate their old, stinky, dirty, sweaty hats to auction. Just saying. No. They all got nice new Nova Scotia hats. So yeah, yeah. oh yeah, because yeah. you gave them some. Yeah, that was pretty cool. But yeah, that's what uh, that's what John was saying earlier. You want that uh, game worn uh, jersey? You know, you something that's been worn in the game. So yeah. Uh, you seen Rick how he slops around in that stuff, jumps right down in there. Yeah. <laughs> oh man oh, where did we go Mercy. did we go down a rabbit hole with all that <laughs> i think we did so anyway getting back to the swamp and the whole thing with that and this and now they had found uh ian spooner when they were up on the north side of nolan's peninsula and they were looking at the big platform of rock again that uh was dated when they went through there and they found that piece of wood in there in between some rocks mm -hmm. that he knew had been in there because it was smashed and flattened mm -hmm. by the rocks mm -hmm. and he took and he got that dated and it dated 1220. now hmm. that wasn't a 1220 to 1500 that was i mean i don't know i mean that they just said 1220. so when they found that they also found and it got up around the eye of the swamp mm -hmm. did they not find another oak stump or a stump that I think they called it cork. Jeff, can cork? I say a little something about the cork? Please. Cork oak. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I, I did a quick, uh, you know, just a quick little bit of research here. The cork oak is a large evergreen tree native to Spain, Portugal, and Mediterranean. So now we have a cork oak stump that is uh, Spanish, Portugal, uh, Mediterranean area, which is all the artifacts and everything else. So Another piece of the puzzle that points to that, you know, area of the world. Just, just saying that that's not by coincidence. There we go that's with Portugal again. <laughs> now yeah. I'm going to bring up this picture. This is a picture that John you grabbed earlier, and this yeah, is yeah. cork oak. And Part I guess it. it's referring not to the actual meat of the wood, but all it's the bark. bark. The bark is the cork part of it. Now this is now Ian Spooner said that that one he thought the one that was up there by the eye of the swamp that they found season seven I think that was when they were up there looking at it and he said it was a blue clay mine. <laughs> Obviously, the, the giant that. cork, the giant blue cork, Jeff, a clay mine. Yes, the giant yeah, 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 blue yeah, cork. Yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that he found that stump up there, and he said at that time something about cork. And this, I guess, would be a good example of that. Yep. And I thought, at the time, I was thinking to myself, I thought, well, what, you know, what the heck is, I never heard of it, cork oak before, but I guess mm -hmm. this would be it. And it would be the, the makeup of the actual bark on the tree. And that's a great picture. Thank you for sharing that with us. No problem. So, but that, am I right? Isn't that what Ian said? He said that was cork oak, I thought he said. So, and you just said that cork oak was... Portuguese. Yeah, it's it's, it's native uh, is Spain, Portugal, and the Mediterranean in that area. But Spain and Portugal are predominantly mentioned in the uh, write up. So that's just another curiosity, mm -hmm. but um, not by coincidence by any stretch with everything else they're finding there. Right. You're getting it's in trouble, now, or Jeff. What's that? You're getting in trouble from Linda. Am I? Uh oh. What I do? Big capital letters and everything. <gasps> Did she yell at me? <laughs> oh no <laughs> i don't see it i don't see him he did Where's not him? say that huh? he said it could be a clay mine could be a oh is that what she said 
<laughs> I don't. I okay. It could be, or or it could be a giant cork, Jeff, and not it's a clay mine. No, it's a cork. It's well, a plug. It's not. It's not cork oak. It's a cork. It, it's it's waterproof. It's you know. It's right there. Yep. If it's a clay mine, they didn't do a very good job mining it. It's still full to the top. Exactly. That's been our point. Thank you. <laughs> hey, Tom's on board with that. Well, if. Yeah, I, I, I know. But, yeah. So, I mean, if it were a clay mine, we know the Aztec. They talked about the, was it the Mayans, Aztecs that were using yes. blue clay in their in their works that they would get that blue color from and all that. But, but Jeff, we know they found it in different areas in the swamp whoa. when they were looking to following the road. Well, Jeff, Jeff, I just made a connection here. So the Aztec were using blue clay, right? Mm -hmm. And and the Spanish were pillaging gold in that region. Now you have the Spanish connection with the Spanish main coming up to Oak Island. You know, and you and I have discussed that. The whole team has discussed that. So that Spanish or that blue clay could be Aztec. And it's it's commiserate with the same type of blue that the Aztec were using. Right. So... And that would, of course, you're there. You're going to have a, you know, going to get something like that for use. You're going to use it. And it's a marker. It's blue. It's, it marks something. Yep. And it's Just one of the best water sealing types of clay or any kind of dirt that they have. And I think that it's, and not only that, but I'm a little upset by the fact that it's all cordoned off now. Of course. Because of that circle of the yeah. area that they, the areas that they can't look, that happens to be one of them. And I'm thinking to myself, we hadn't heard anything about any artifacts found over there. Why have they cordoned off that spot? Yes. They haven't heard yes. Yeah, it's right. Yes. Good point. Yeah. Thank you. Yet. But it's just weird that, um, you know, that, that, like Tom said, if that was a blue clay mine, they didn't, they didn't get it all out of there. I think they put it in there. And I think yep. Now, the stone road, they found bits and pieces of the blue clay along the stone road. If they were hauling it, <coughs> excuse me, if they were hauling that with an oxen on a, in a cart and the oxen was working his way along there pulling cart loads of blue clay, it, some could have fallen off. Now, did it go when it taken it out of there or did it, did it come from putting some in there from somewhere else? I don't know. But blue clay has been known to be in the area up there, right? In Nova Scotia, is that is that true? In other places, other than I've, right there, I've, no I've heard people say that it is, but yeah, I, I think I've heard them talk about that. But uh, well, blue clay. If you were going to bring, if you were going to bring blue clay with you and stash it for some future use, wouldn't you want to keep yeah. it someplace damp? Mm -hmm. Yep. 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 Uh, Linda says cork trees are able to have their bark stripped off, uh, every so many years. And they, um, this is where they would get their cork. Um, when the bark grows back, most trees would die, but not these when it's stripped off. Good point. Mm. Thanks. Thanks, Linda. Were you going to say something, John? No, no, no. I was just quickly looking up something. Uh, there's also in that same area, the Aztec is also coconuts for coconut fiber. So if you're bringing clay up, you know, you might be bringing coconut fiber up as well. Again, you know, it's it's a you know a bigger structure that they're they're working on, and so now I'm asking myself, just as a researcher, um, the components that make up Oak Island and what they found. If we start putting them all together, and where would they would they would be from in the world, you know? Mm -hmm. And it, it logically you would you would be drawing all the resources if you could from the same area. Yep. So now now I'm thinking, okay, is it is it that Aztec area? Is it that uh, you know? that Central America area, you know, is that where all this is coming from with the Aztec gold, 
up and you have the Spanish and you have the Portuguese and you have the timings, right? And so I'm just trying to isolate in my mind where that is. You know, are, are you going to pull resources from all over the place? Well, that doesn't make sense. You're going to mm -hmm. centralize your resources and pull from the same place. And if you're going to hide something, you take it up to Oak Island. Now that makes sense to me. So yep. clay makes sense. And now the coconut fiber makes sense as I'm thinking yep. about it. And the gold with the, and the, with and the, the gold. gold. Tumbar, what do they call yep. it? Tumbaka gold. So I'm just taking all the components. I'm asking what the commonalities are. And we have the dates that are common. We have, you know, Spanish Portugal that's common. And now we have the same area that they might have been from. Now, again, it's a rabbit hole, but they're starting to line up. And when mm -hmm. things start to line up, it, it warrants further vetting and investigation. So exactly. it's, a, it's a could be for me now. Mm -hmm. You know, all right. What's everyone think about that? Tom? Yeah, it fits. It fits. I, I mean, so. if, if the pieces are there, I mean, who knows? It, yeah. It just makes a lot of sense to me that, you know, it does. yeah, it does me too. It's all coming from the same region the gold, the coconut fiber, the clay, everything yep. kind of lines up. So, yep. Just an observation. I, I think you're right. I really do. Um, and and it, it does make total sense. Now, we also talk about the fact that when you look at um, down in that region, <clears throat> Now, who was the ones that were going into the uh, into the uh, Aztecs and the Mayans, and they were taking their gold? Uh, the Spanish. The Spanish, yeah. and they were doing it for the Vatican, right? And they were taking it. Or, well, well, it, was going to, it was going to Spain, and Spain it was, was the going Vatican, to Spain. Yeah, the Vatican colony. Of so course, now, under the Vatican got, control. Yeah. So, and we were talking about the fact that now, if that were happening, now if they were, if the Spanish ships were coming out of there, and let's say they had five ships. And they diverted one off to take one up the coast to go to Nova Scotia and maybe hide one of them. Say, yeah, that ship just sank. We didn't make it back. You know, it just, and they're setting up the retirement plan in Nova Scotia. <laughs> no one would know. No one would know. Right. Or who was, who was attacking those Spanish ships? Well, the, we're, we're, where the running theory is Templar, uh, you know, refugees, um, which pirates, pirates, which would be pirates, you know, or, you know, or, you know, maritime pirates you know anyone that was for hire right it was privateers and there were pirates you know and yeah. the question is was it templar refugees or not right now if they Which went down there and they attacked one of those spanish ships and i know i'm speculating here i know i'm going down yeah. a rabbit hole but yeah, if they yeah, attacked yeah. one of those spanish ships and they they were able to seize one and then take and put the gold on their ship would they hide it down there someplace or would they run and hide it somewhere else and we know there was pirates up in your neck of the woods tom yeah. and dale mm -hmm. I mean, just a, yep. it's just a thought. It's a line of thought, like you always say, the line of thought. Yeah, it's a line of thought. Either either one of the Spanish maybe brought it up, you know, with the coconut fiber and with everything else, or and the, clay and the gold, or somebody was making an elaborate, you know, blue clay and coconut fiber. Somebody was making an elaborate hiding place, and it might have been, you know, somebody that would stole it from a Spanish ship and then brought it up because they were stealing it from the Aztecs and the Mayans. I don't know. Again, it's it's. I know it's kind of a rabbit hole, but um, yeah. Or it was somebody that down there that, like you say, brought it up for the intent and purpose to use to hide something they were going to bring later, mm -hmm. and use later. Yep. But you know, when natural resources, you know, that are only available in certain parts of the world, start to align up, and you see not one, two, but three or four or five, you know, and the rose gold from that same area, that really starts to make sense to me. That whatever that the supplies or the uh, resources to build what's on Oak Island are now coming from the same area. And that makes sense to me because you're not going all over the place to get these resources. It's centralized. Right. It goes up the coast to Oak Island, whatever it is. 
And, you know, the rose gold is kind of a linchpin for me because that does only come from that area with right. those, with that chemical makeup, with that metal makeup. Yep. You know, so you can't get around that. Right. You know, the, yeah. Cause you're, you know, when you talk about that gold and it had the gold, the copper and the uh, silver mixed together to make the rose gold. And then he looked at the percentages of it. And, yeah. you know, initially she said, you know, when, when uh, Kel, or, uh, Dr. Rousseau was talking about that, uh, she had mentioned it being from, you know, the Aztecs and the Mayans or whatever. Um, but it was Marty that came back and said when he was sitting on the deck out there talking at the um, at the Welcome Center, uh, they were out there on the deck talking and he had brought up the term, tamba was it Tambaga Gold? Tam Am I saying that? Tambaga. What is it? Yeah. Tambaga, I believe it Tam was. Tambaga Gold. And it was closer to those percentages that she found when they scanned that gold, mm -hmm. you know? So I think that's, that's, that's really significant. And I, you know, people say, oh, you know, they found that gold on metal. Okay. And it could have been, oh, maybe that was just gold. that was in a, a gold mine or a vein of gold in the ground. It's mm -hmm. not going to have that mixture in it. It's not going to no, be gold and copper and, and silver mixed together. So uh tumbaga gold thanks david yeah, david, david gusterson said yeah. tumbaga gold thank you david appreciate that and, and jan makes an extra point jan scores makes an extra point um about the trade routes um there were oh. trade routes uh already established and mm -hmm. so you would follow up typical trade lines you have oh, cordier yeah. doing trade routes you have uh you know verrazano going up and around you know there were explorers in the area there were trade routes established between the, the natives and the first nation and and the europeans i mean you know, it's in that whole age of exploration. So, yep. Uh, again, it, there's evidence there, and there there is some documentation there of those of those routes being in existence. Yep. So now here's. A, a, I'm sorry. Go so, ahead, John. So if you had a safe stash established to bring things from the south, mm -hmm. then you would also presume that if I wanted to get things out of Europe and stash them someplace in Europe, I'd use the same place. Yep. That yep. makes sense. Very good point. Because it's kind of like. The, the it's it's like this i don't know would it be i don't know how far it is coming over from europe over to nova scotia or coming up from the caribbean up to nova scotia is about the same distance <laughs> i don't know i probably not it's probably further coming across from uh from you know europe i would imagine but and definitely harder uh, than coming up the coastline but mm -hmm. um it was going back to this for a second because somebody had said about scuttling a ship and i got no name on that but I was trying to see if I could see who it was over on the U or on Facebook side. Um, but anyway, talking about the scuttle in a ship, I did want to show this too. And I'll bring this picture up here. Well, can we take that down? So it doesn't cover up John. Uh, and there's that picture of the anomaly that they found. Now, John shared a picture with us that he found. You see, it's 40 feet, 40 feet at the stern, 25 feet, basically 25 feet at the bow and about 200 feet long. And John found a picture, and here's a great picture of a ship that would kind of resemble mm -hmm. that. Which was used, this is being used in the Mediterranean. This is about 150 feet to 200 foot long. And it, it would match kind of what could be, uh, you know, in the swamp area. I'm not saying mm -hmm. it is, but right. it's, it, it could be. It's but you see, the, you see the bow here and how the bow is shaped. And same and thing it, with the stern. Yep. And if you put it over in its side, it kind of matches the anomaly of it. With mm -hmm. the, the kind of how, shape of it. How deep down did they say that was? That, that was quite deep, wasn't it? I don't I don't remember, but I it think was like right. 20, 30, 40 feet, something like that. It was down a long way. Yeah. yeah. And Jeff, the, the ship is called a Kerak. It, it was a sailing ship during the 14th and 17th century. Um, 
and it was used in the Mediterranean area. Um, and it, its displacement was about a thousand tons of displacement. Wow! So these were large, large ships. The the wow. the, uh, the car wrecks were very large, um, and it could reach up to 150, even into the 175, 200 foot, which would be commiserate with what we see here. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not saying this is the vessel, but in the 15th and 16th century in Europe's, um, these were used for uh, the exile exploration and uh, and long distance voyages. So. Mm -hmm. It was just a possible candidate for me when I was doing the research. Yep. So, yeah, and I'm, and I'm glad you share that because that's the kind of stuff that, you know, because you, you see that, you know, you think, oh, yeah, it does kind of look like a ship, you know, this here. Um, but then when you see it laid up like that, you know, the way, even like I said, even the way the, the bow looks, you know, uh, in, in comparison to the, the, the picture here. Yeah, the, mean, yeah it's very it's similar. It is. It really, you know, got that extra yeah. little point sticking out, and this does too, right here. Yep. And these these are the type of ships. Now, the, the, obviously, the bottom of the ship would have, you know, over time. But this is what was left of the ship that was yeah. you know, sealed with oxygen in the mud. It's you know. interesting to see how the the shoreline has filled into the shape of the ship. Oh, that is interesting. It is. Yeah. And that's what that's why I was thinking that maybe this was just a different. Uh, complexity of the soil there or something because we know that that trips off those things but this was done with the seismic mm -hmm. this, this anomaly was found with the seismic you know when they put all those charges in there um, another thing that I wanted to to point out with all of this and let me get my pictures together um, was that where they are digging um, here's a picture from think this is this was last year okay i'm gonna bring this up uh let's see yeah i'm pretty sure this is last year this was a drone shot of last year hmm. um and you see the stone road that they found over here and there was no other digging yet found over here uh, but you see where they're working right here and here's the pines over yeah. here those pine row of pine trees they're more toward the east and this is where they found that um that anomaly the wood anomaly um let's see here oh yeah, i hate to do this but let me bring this back up here um there i was a little concerned that the the placement of all of this let's see and this is this year okay this is this year hmm. now the last year they were over here looking I think you know. You look how close they are to the pines. See, here's those that mm -hmm, row of pines. Mm -hmm, look how mm -hmm. close they are. I think last year they were over here. Now I can just try to grab that other picture and look at it again. But you look at it in relation. Here's that. that they, they you know they laid that log up here that they found that oak log, um, and this is definitely this year because this is the the other uh, excavator that does not have the floaty tracks on it. And there's the one that Marty was using during this trench right here. Mm -hmm. So you see how close they are over here by these pine trees right here. Okay. And mm -hmm. then, and then I'm going to try to bring this other one back up here real quick. Um, and it just, I don't know. It, it's just an observation that I had made um, that seemed like it was a little bit too far. They're a little bit farther to the east. Here's, here's that last year again. And here's that row of pine tree. So they're yep. actually working over here this year. Right. Mm -hmm. yep. That's a that's the first thing that came to my mind when I saw that shot last night was that they they were down further away from mm -hmm. where they found that beam or whatever it was last year. Right. 
right so they found that log and they pulled that log up and i thought oh there's that beam and then i went wait a minute you know or that, that we were hoping was a beam last year mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but i think this one's further to the east uh where they were looking last year so i mean I, you know they have to know because they had they had steve guptel right there with his gps so you know that he was gps in this so Jeff, maybe they've decided to, you know, wouldn't it displacement from where they were last last year to this year be commiserate with the uh, the red no dig zone? I mean, how, you know, so they moved it over. Yeah, they moved it away because they didn't really want to disturb anything in that area no, and be they, shut they had, down. They had, they have to stay away from the no go zone. Yeah. That's right. So that's why they moved it over in my mind, and that makes sense to me. That's a good point. That's a good point. Maybe that maybe that is why. Um, See. Maybe you don't want to get too close and take a risk of finding something else. Exactly, Tom. Read my mind. That's <laughs> well, exactly it. Down again. And, and Marty said it. You know, I don't want to find anything else. You know, and not that he doesn't want to find anything else, but he he wants to continue digging for the treasure. He wants to continue to make sense oh, of part, part of the story. Yep. So you know, so they I think they moved over because they wanted to continue to dig and just you know, some, Rick always says move forward, moving forward. What did Marty say last time? He didn't want to shoot himself in the foot. Right. Right. So yeah, lo logically, it makes sense. Yeah, that they exactly. wouldn't move that far over. Yep. So the swamp just keeps yielding more and more, doesn't it? I mean, there, there's more questions, but there's also you keep coming across, you know, more um, things in there, the wood and, you know, the pieces of a ship. And as we mentioned before, pieces of the ship can float in. And we know that. We know there's a, a, a bunch of shipwrecks in those islands areas uh colin jameson mentioned it before mm -hmm, that it's really mm -hmm. treacherous to try to get through there it's bad enough when you got a motorboat when you were coming through in a sailing ship and trying to make your way back in there the shipwrecks stuff. go ahead i swear i saw a picture somewhere from the summer that they had a cofferdam built there right where um, he's i swear i saw a picture somewhere this summer where they were doing something with a cofferdam there they were definitely going to try to. Um, they yeah, actually got there somewhere. Yeah, they actually have the sheets for it. They actually have them stacked up in the money pit. They brought them out there at the end of last season. Um, Karen Publicover took a picture of them coming across uh, the yeah, causeway. I, mean, I think it was on Karen's page. I'm not 100% sure, but I would have sworn I saw a cofferdam built around where they're digging at right now. Let's see. Something hmm. reminds my memory of that. Oh, I'm going to show. Here's a, Here's the picture. And there they are right there. They're yeah, stacked. They're a, still sitting there. They're stacked up in the money pit. <laughs> I, I swear I saw a picture of a of a cofferdam built around that spot where he's digging. I don't know why I'm thinking of that, but yeah, that was I'm, these well, are the ones they brought out last year. They offloaded them and they're still sitting there. And they were still hoping that they could, uh, you know, put them in around uh, if they find a wood anomaly, mm -hmm. get them in there around that wood anomaly so they can really excavate it, you know, even better. Um, but yeah, there they sit. They're still sitting in the uh, still sitting in the money pit. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, and, uh, Jeff, uh, just a quick uh, reference uh -huh. back to the swamp for a second. Uh -huh. we, we we still have, you know, early on in, in the Curse of Oak Island series, uh, Peter Amundsen's Mercy Point, which sits right where that ship is. And uh, I know Peter has made uh, made reference to that before. Oh, this is interesting, you know, and I think he posted it on his uh, Facebook page. But, you know, there there is reference to Peter Amundsen's Mercy Point, which sits right where that ship is in and around that area. Yeah, you that's know, so a very good point. Just a coincidence. But, again, mm -hmm. uh, that was a Bakesonian reference. Mm 
And that again goes back to your age of exploration, your your 1440 to 1650 reference, um, which is basically what artifacts they're pulling up on Oak Island. And now we have, you know, wood that dates back to that period as well. So I'm just saying, evidence is starting to add up in my mind. You know, um, it's they're curiosities for me. But, yeah. You know, when when you have a pattern, when when you have a pattern of of items now and they're fitting a pattern. Um, yep. It's you, you can start filling in the pieces. Yep. Yeah. Right these there. pieces right here, these are right around where that mercy point is They're right here, right? These, these anomalies, is that where it, well, no, no, the mercy point would be further down into the swamp where the ship is. Oh, okay. The ship shape is yeah. Yeah. Uh, right in there. Yeah. yeah that's, that's here. because, um, Peter and his, uh, documentary actually goes, I think he's granted permission to actually go into the swamp. Um, and he had a steel rod and he hit something and, you know, that's yes. kind of where, where yes. his documentary ends and you're like, okay. And it was, it's right in the middle of the swamp where he thought that mercy point was, right. um, a little above the center, but right in that area. Mm -hmm. And so, yep. Right somewhere in there. So, you know, you still have that, that whole theory floating out there, but you know, when you, when you start again, it's the, it's the dating of, of what's going on. It's, it's the access to, resources could have all come from the same area you know the rose gold is big for me mm -hmm. uh, and again you're, you're still looking at rosicrucian age of exploration spanish gold who says they're not you know th that this isn't part of elizabeth's you know entourage and they're intercepting gold the english are intercepting gold from the spanish because you know, they weren't really friends. They weren't friends. <laughs> right. You know. Right. You know. And so, um, you know, and you have her French and the English and the French didn't get along too well. So, you know, you, you have all these kind of layers. But again, when when you have the, the patterns that you keep seeing over and over and over again, uh -huh. you know, something's gotta give. Yep. Because they're they start <laughs> matching, they're commiserate. So again, the things that I'm throwing out there they kind of mull over. But to me that makes a lot of sense. Yep, I agree. You know, it's funny that some of these, I remember that some time ago, and I brought this map up here. Here's here's that where they were calling it the hatch, but yet I'm calling it the valve. The valve was pointing over here. The hatch was pointing over here someplace where I don't see any anomalies. There's a, some light blue areas, but I think the hatch was over here. This was pointing to where the valve was, and that's what they were concerned about. Um, but there's more. Remember, that, remember when they had done, there was a... Uh, a satellite image that was able to take a look at gold uh, and metal deposits underground. Yes. yes. That they had done. This was several seasons ago. Yes. 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 And they found a few, like right here. And I think this was one of them. I think it was right in this area. I'm going to have to go find that now because I'm really curious about it. I thought this was, there was one that was down here and there was another one over here someplace. And then they said, okay, we're going to go and take a drill rig and go drill over there. And they did, and they didn't find anything. And they punched one hole, I think. Well, it's, on the show, they only showed one hole. And they came back empty hat and they said, okay, yeah, there's nothing to this. And they left. But I was very concerned that, you know, this looked like that was right in the area where they had punched one of those holes. And here was another one that was right over in here someplace, right? In, or one of these here. Um, and somebody pointed out rather recently that this would be a place he said, I he goes, if I were you, I'd be looking in this spot. And he, it was right in these areas. So again, pretty interesting. They got a lot of places to look for the rest of this season. 
um, if they're, you know, okay, they can't look in the in the southeast corner of the swamp, okay, they can't look over here. This is another one of the areas that's cordoned off now and outside of the money pit area, but they got a lot of other places that they can look for things. Jeff, so, was that the electromagnetic radiation scan? Was that the one what that, that was, was? The satellite? Yeah, where where it, the the map illuminated up. I think I just sent it to you. I, I'm not sure if that's the oh, one you're referring really? to or not, but you can take a look. Okay. Yeah, it was interesting because it was. It, remember when the um, I remember. I don't know how many of you guys have actually watched the show um, uh, World War Two Gold when they were over in the Philippines. Yeah, mm -hmm. I've seen that. Yeah, and yep, we yep. haven't seen anything happen from that show anymore. It was just that one season. Or it was the two seasons, I think. Two seasons, uh, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and then that's it. Boom, done. When they finally made their way and they dug all the way in there <laughs> and they hit it. But during that, the reason I bring that up is that during that show, they had done that same thing where they had done mm. a satellite and they actually picked out where they where they ended up drilling 700 feet or whatever it was all the way in there vertically, horizontally, horizontally, horizontally. they drilled all the way in there and they punched in and they sent a camera in and sure enough, they saw crates and stuff in there. And that's where the show ended and we never saw anything more. But that spot where they were drilling to yeah. was one of the areas that they said on that satellite thing there was gold there. Hmm. And hmm. they found crates in there. Now, they didn't show us that there was gold there, but there were definitely crates piled up in there when they got a camera in there. So that told me that maybe that technology is good and it does mm -hmm. find something. Sure. They didn't really explore it that much on that old episode, um, but it, I'm pretty sure that this was one of the spots they had found and i'd really like to see them and i don't remember they were talking about the dark blue and the light blue and the pink i don't remember what they said about the different what that meant exactly wasn't, the pink, wasn't it the pink was supposed to be the hot area or something uh, for for metal i thought yeah i think you might be right and that's why this one came up so important um i had another there's another picture here the one that was overlaid it was this one here See that's where. See this one. This is that one right here, and there it's it's the valve, and they keep calling it the hatch. This is the hole under the hatch, and there's really nothing over there. There was no anomaly, um, but anyway. So this is the valve, whatever that means. I, I don't know what the valve is supposed to mean, but <clears throat> well, valves and hatches are used in mining. Is it so? Yeah, <clears throat> um, valves you know with water you know uh, one of the big things with mining is there's always flooding um you know i looked at um, did a little bit of research into medieval and mining techniques and they were prone to floods and you know hatch maybe you know a oxygen supply or things of that sort um it was always you know a, a place where one would enter the mine maybe so, you know, uh, as I look back, I'm, and, and the verbiage was a little different, but as I look back, I'm trying to correlate the two. And uh, there, there's definitely a correlation there between the techniques during medieval um, and age, age of exploration mining <laughs> and what we're seeing with hatch and valve. Mm -hmm. Just just an you know, observation. Yep. And Linda said the pink was the highest uh, and then blue. They said the other colors weren't pertinent to this search. Okay. I think that's why they sent Gary in with the metal detector. Was that was where the pink area was? Okay. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. So. Yep. Good stuff for tonight. And you know, one last thing too is on that picture, and I'll just bring it up real quick again. The December Triangle. What did you? We were talking about that a little bit last week. What was that all? Do you remember what we 
What's the December triangle? <laughs> well, I personally believe it's called the winter triangle, which, you know, it's, um, it's a triangle in the sky of three stars um, from three different constellations. And it's, it's just something that appears during the winter months and disappears in spring, summer, fall. So I, I'm kind of working a theory with that, the December triangle. Um, more to, <laughs> more to, more to come, Jeff. <laughs> Good, but well, but, but it, it, it is a, it is seen in in the winter months and it is uh, astrological in nature. Cool. Yeah, so, I saw that know, under again, and I remember you you had said something about that. Before. Yeah, it, it's it's called the December triangle or the winter triangle. It's the same. Yeah. It's the same constellational configuration. Yep. So it's just kind of interesting that that's on the map, and I believe it's also it's on it's on the Xena map. So you know what the heck is it? So, mm-hmm. yep. And there's an angle. Uh, there's, there's an angle there. And I'm still that's that whole bit about 1347 pointed Frog Island just eating something's eating me on that 1347. They're saying, oh, it's a date. It's the map's dated 13. No, 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 because it's underlined and it's pointing at Frog Island. Yep. So why would you have 1,000? You know, whatever is like 1,347 <laughs> is the way it spells out, I guess, or yep. translates. And then it's underlined, and then one of these little lightning bolt squiggly lines pointing to Frog Island. Jeff, Jeff, we we have top people in it. Top people. <laughs> people way better than me. Yes, right? yes. Professor yeah, Roberts. Right. Professor Jake Roberts will be looking okay, at that. Right, yeah, cool. yes. I'll leave top, it alone for top now. Top people. <laughs> all right. Oh, man. Any final thoughts on uh, last night's episode or the rabbit holes that we jumped into today, guys? Because the rabbit holes, I don't want to go back down there again. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, we need but, to stay uh, out of that. No, it, it was interesting, and it, it, it definitely adds more to the story. Yep, I, I, I think, just think so. more things are lining up, Jeff. And you know, w- when we see all the all the puzzle pieces, and we're starting to find commonalities, and especially from where the puzzle pieces are originating from, um, the storyline starting to piece together. I think more and more, as more and more archaeological finds uh, emerge and are dated, it, it's going to paint a picture. And you, you're again in that age of exploration, 1450 to 1650, in my mind. I'm not saying that it wasn't something that happened earlier, but that mm-hmm. seems to be a hotbed of activity for that island yeah, for, for whatever reason. Dale? I think there's going to be a lot coming up in the new after Christmas. I think this is just teasers, but mm-hmm. I think there's going to be a lot coming up. Yeah, I think you're right. I think, I think it's going to get really exciting in the next couple of episodes after Christmas. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, they said they weren't going to put the cans in unless they could have the evidence to support putting them in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we know that they did at least one. One. Yeah. yeah. We know they did a, at least one because we saw it from, from uh, Colin's no. pictures that he showed. And Rick said maybe we only need one. <clears throat> he did. Oh, that's right. There was a foreshadowing there. Well, we if, only need one. He did say that. Find, he uh, said yeah. we may only need one. So oh, and there's oh. only one that we know of. So. Yep. You never know. You never know. There and, it is. Jen. And again, we're not sure if they, you know, put in two or whatever. We're speculating there was only one because based upon the pictures and that Colin was going around the island. But they certainly could have put in more than one, and we just don't have all the details on it nope. yet. But then again, if they put in one and they hit something, they don't need to put in anymore, right? Exactly. Now they know that they, they hit something and they go, oh, we just kind of found the edge of a vault and we cut through the half of the Ark of the Covenant. Um, and so you know, and you'd never know if they found anything anyway because they could take that out in dump trucks or mm-hmm. they wouldn't have a Brinks truck coming for it, but they would take it out secretly, yeah, 
Yeah. Well, no, if, if it was something like the Ark of the Covenant, that, that would make national news. It would have exactly. to. Exactly. You, you, you couldn't keep that secret. I mean, well, like I said, if you uncover that and you see that big swirling vortex, everybody's going to see that. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up. Hey, thank you guys. Tom, Dale, John, as always, thank you guys so much for being on the show with me tonight. And Linda and Jan out there working so hard in the chat. But again, thanks you folks for being here. If you'd like to help support the show, we have our Patreon channel. It's out of patreon.com. And again, it's jfree906 out there. Guys, we got uh, Jeffrey Irving this Saturday. John Edwards and I will be uh, hosting. And this is one of those ones, again, where I'm going to sit back and let them two go at it because they got some great stuff to share. Uh, so that's uh, Saturday at 2 o'clock. Jeffrey Irving right here coming back again uh, for a second time uh, with, the, with us. And that's going to be a good one. Uh, as you, if you were there for the one we just had a couple weeks ago, we just barely scratched the surface. So we're going to have added some more. So, all right. Uh, we'll see you there. Uh, two o'clock on Saturday, uh, right here on the curse of Oak Island and beyond live stream. Good night, folks. Have a great rest of your week. Bye-bye. Good night, everyone. Bye.